So hey guys, welcome back to Accelerated Real Estate Investor. Hey, it's Josh, and uh, I'm excited to be with you as always. I just want to say thanks before I jump into this show and just tell you, uh, you know, I think it was about two weeks ago, we had the most listens, the most streams, and the most amount of engagement the podcast has ever had. It's growing like bandits right now, growing like wildfire. I'm hearing people reaching out to me saying, Josh, I listen to your podcast. Whenever you reach, release a new episode, it's fantastic stuff. I love the structure. So just want to say thanks to all of you who have engaged in the podcast. Give us a rating, given us a review, shared it, You know, gone into our social media pages, sent us feedback, or even given me a personal email or phone call. It means an absolute ton to me. That's why I do it, to help you along in your journey. So... Today's show, I have a brand new guest. His name is Chris Prefontaine. Chris is a three-time best-selling author of Real Estate on Your Terms, The New Rules of Real Estate Investing, and Real Estate Investing for Women. He's a co-author of that. He is the founder and CEO of Smart Real Estate Coach and the host of the Smart Real Estate Coach podcast. Uh, Some of the things that you're going to learn on this episode, number one, What does it mean to buy real estate on terms where you do not have to sign for bank loans? Number two, what does someone have to do to get started in this business and pivot from part-time to full-time? You're also going to hear number three about what Chris calls the three payday system, the three payday system and how you can get paid three times on every deal you do. Now, I love this because on my apartment deals that we do, we get paid three times. Acquisition fee, cash flow, equity. Also, sometimes we get cash out refi proceeds and other types of compensation as well. But we love deals where you can make multiple streams of income. And also, I specifically asked Chris, how would you compare and why would you recommend investing in a terms business where you make multiple paydays versus flipping, rehabbing, wholesaling, and those kind of things. And why now is a great time to invest in real estate using terms, using payment systems like owner financing, rent to own, subject to deals, and sandwich lease options. Why is now, after all we've been through with COVID and after seeing what's going on with the market, inflation, et cetera, why is now the time to be a three payday investor. I think you're gonna love this interview on the Accelerated Real Estate Investor Podcast with me and Chris Prefontaine. Take a listen. Welcome to the Accelerated Investor Podcast with Josh Cantwell. If you're looking to retire early with forever passive income, you're in the right place. This podcast is the go-to destination for real estate investors both active and passive, and multifamily apartment investors, both new, intermediate, and advanced. Now, sit back, listen, learn, and accelerate your business, your life, and your investing with the Accelerated Investor Podcast. So, hey, Chris, listen, so excited to have you on Accelerated Real Estate Investor today. How are you? Thanks for joining us. I am doing awesome, better than I'm with you now. Yeah, no, absolutely. I appreciate you saying that. That's great. So, Chris, I know that you are working on some deal structuring events. You got some stuff going on, like coming up very soon. Super successful investor and coach. But I'm always curious when I meet someone new and talk with somebody new, 
kind of, you know, what they're passionate for, what they're geeked up about, something that they're working on like right now, like today, next week, a deal, an event, a book, something that they're really excited about that they're working on right now, even in the middle of COVID, in the middle of all this chaos with inflation, people are talking about all these crazy things. There's so much exciting stuff going on for entrepreneurs. What are you working on today? Yeah, I couldn't agree more, Josh. First of all, just to put some context to this, that during COVID and all this crap, we have two decisions. We can bury our head or we can double down. And we decided to double down a long time ago, like over a year ago. So right this second, we're working on two things, hot and heavy. One is in two days, we're going to be doing a uh, deal structure event where we just lay out deals all day long. I'm talking eight hours. And we're going to talk to you and I a little bit later about what types of deals. But we show the good, the bad, the ugly. We're not I can't stand when I see people doing marketing and things on TV, showing you all the good fluffy stuff, all the, all yeah. the easy stuff. <laughs> we lay it out. Here's the challenges. Here's the headaches. Here's the wins, everything. So we're working on that event right now. And we're working on our big fall event, which maybe we'll provide your, your listeners some links later on in the show notes. That sounds great. So tell us a little bit more about the event. So if somebody were to attend, what would they learn? What kind of things do you cover? I know you're talking about deal structuring. Give us just a little bit of taste. If they were to attend that, what would that look like? Yeah, so I'll, t- I'll kind of do the day in my head. So we're going to talk about scripts for us because everybody says, okay, great. Like I got I got your course, but how do I actually get into it and, and learn how to talk to people? Then we're going to talk about where to generate the leads. Once we get through that, because now the, the base is laid, we're going to talk about the three ways we buy and then how we exit. We, we buy only with lease purchase, owner financing, and subject to. Nice. So we're going to literally do those deals and then show how we exit with a three payday system, which we've trademarked in the United States. It's very unique because I've been at this 30 years and getting paid once is good. Real estate's lucrative, but getting paid three times is, is better per deal. We're going to lay that out. Absolutely. Yeah. I love getting paid three times. We do that on our resi deals. We do it a lot with our commercial apartments now. We get an acquisition fee up front, cash flow along the way, and then a big a big exit with equity when we sell or refinance. It's fantastic stuff. So, so Chris, tell us a little bit more about your money-making strategy. You kind of gave us a little bit of a taste there, the three-day system, but help us understand if somebody jumps into that, what are kind of the steps to be successful with it? Kind of high level, you know, we can go a little bit deep, but we only have 20, 30 minutes, but tell us a little bit about like what's step number one as far as scripts and acquiring deals, and then how do we structure them and how do we exit them for money, for profits? Okay, so I'll be 10,000 foot view. You tell me if you want to go back to any one of those. So we're going to have virtual assistants generate leads, Josh, through a service that just dumps them in a portal every day. And they're going to call for sale by owner expired, for rent by owner, tired landlords now with COVID. There's a whole slew of those. So some niches that we that we segment down to. Then after we get the leads, if the VA, virtual assistant, gets someone to go, yeah, I'm kind of open in terms in, in to how you guys buy. In other words, we're not going to give them cash today then we then pick up the phone. We ourselves or our investors, we do these deals too. Then we get the person on the phone, we're looking to see or we're listening to see, is this gonna be a lease purchase? Is this gonna be a subject to existing debt, which is usually a stressful situation they need to get out of? Or is this a free and clear property? They're in great shape and we're gonna probably do an owner financing deal with monthly principal only payments. Those are great. So we kind of listen for which bucket they're gonna fit in. Sandwich lease, owner financing or subject to Got it. And then once we procure that property with an agreement, put under agreement, we're going to exit that with a rent to own buyer primarily first. And that rent to own buyer is going to be pre-qualified so that we know they've got a 95 to 100 percent chance of being mortgage ready and cashing that deal out. But in doing that, we get three paydays, one payday, down payment, they're a buyer. They're not, they're not a renter looky look. They're going to buy, so they're going to put down a non-refundable. Number two, 
the spread between what I'm paying on the underlying debt or the seller mm -hmm. and what I'm collecting from the tenant buyer. That's payday two. Payday three is the back end markup, but also all of the principal pay down on the underlying debt throughout the term. So those paydays average for us, this is an important metric, around 75 grand around the country for our students, 50 to 250. We're in the lower end of that in our market. Yeah, love it. So help our audience understand when you say you're gonna structure a deal and offer somebody to, they're gonna owner carry it, owner finance it, but you're gonna pay them principal only, yeah. right? Like a lot of people will be like, what? maybe a little skeptical that people will agree to that or they may be like, well, I've never heard of that. Like help yeah. just understand some of the context around why does that work? Why would people agree to such a thing? Yeah, we just talked about this yesterday in Clubhouse because I, unbeknownst to me, most people say what you say, like, oh, why would they do that? How do you convince them? Yeah. We don't. All, all we do, if you remember what I said, was we listen to the seller. Now, I'm sitting in our studio in our own office building. This office building was bought. It was free and clear. Okay, perfect avatar for us. Owned by a real estate investor, very savvy, not new to the business. And he specifically liked the way we structured deals because he wasn't looking to get cashed out for tax reasons. Mm -hmm. He has an estate plan. He's 71 years old that he wanted to go ahead and provide some long-term cash flow. He didn't need the money today. And third, he wanted his price. A lot of these people that are debt-free, whether it's ego or not, or whether they're just financially in the spot where they go, look, I want my number. I don't care. We can provide them their number. I could care less about price because as long as I get my term, we get 20 years here. I didn't mm -hmm. go through underwriting. I didn't go through commercial lending. Like that's a nightmare, potentially. I just did a deal with him. And so he was tickled pink. So other reasons they do it, it's mainly tax, estate, and price. Sure. That's why they do it. And frankly, the only people we can't help is someone that says, I need money tomorrow to go buy my family another house or, or for building cash out. Other than that, we can structure a deal that works as long as we get the right term, I can get them their price. That's the main thing. Love it. Love it. And most people might not know, Chris, that about a third of all the homes in the United States are right. indeed paid off. And, you know, people don't realize so many people have their homes paid off. They paid cash for them. They bought them. They've just mortgaged them and paid that mortgage off over time. And that doesn't even count the people that have owe very little on their mortgage. Those are just the homes right. that are actually paid off. So it works for about a third of the market. And, you know, especially for people who are older who want what like, the question is, is what are you going to do with the money? If I buy your house and you cash out 100, 200 grand, what are you going to do with the money? Well, like, I'm going to reinvest it for cash flow. So if they could get cash flow from a transaction, it makes perfect sense. Um, Chris, I know a lot of people, there's so much going on today with the residential market regarding flipping and wholesaling. You hear so much about those strategies, yeah, which are great, but there's some challenges to that too. The competition, people overpaying, the cost of construction's going up with the cost of material. You're not really dealing with any of that. So I'm sure you get the question from a new student, new member, somebody that listens to your show, your podcast, comes to your events why these strategies that you're talking about versus, I guess, the traditional kind of real estate 101 flipping and wholesaling? Well, the main thing that comes to mind is why I get paid once, right? Sure. Um, I don't want to belittle. I've got friends and I've got guests on my show that, that have 10 and $20 million wholesaling businesses. So I'm not belittling any of the niches. They're all great. It's just that I've done many of them. And to get paid once to me feels like every January, I got to get back on the treadmill and do it again if I want to produce the same. Yeah, I've done that. And it, that's exactly how it feels. <laughs> it's exactly how it feels. So so that's the first answer. One, three paydays versus one. The second thing is, and maybe we'll talk about it a little later, is we do not take out debt and sign personally on bank loans ever. Are you ready to automate and explode your real estate investing? 
We're searching for extremely motivated individuals who are sick and tired of wasting time and want to finally see real results from their real estate investing business. We're searching for investors looking to get to the next level and become a bigger, better version of themselves while being a more successful real estate investing entrepreneur. Apply for mentoring and coaching at joshcantwellcoaching.com forward slash podcast. That's joshcantwellcoaching.com forward slash podcast. That's great. So let's, let's, let's peel back the onion on that, right? So a lot of people, you see comments on Facebook that are like, how many houses do you own free and clear? And, you know, how many houses do you need to own free and clear in order to retire? And then other people, I just saw a post on this yesterday. A guy's like, I love debt. I love leverage. You know, I could buy more houses. I can buy more properties. Great. Like, I love commercial real estate, specifically apartments. And most of those deals, we're either buying them with Fannie Freddie loans. We're trying to get non-recourse financing. We're doing larger deals so we can get non-recourse. Or we might sign for a bridge loan in the short term with the goal of refinancing it in non-recourse. I love non-recourse because I don't want to put my family, my assets, and everything that I have accumulated on the line. So I'm with you on that concept of not signing for a bunch of debt personally. So just peel back the onion on that. So not having a lot of debt, not having the risk. There's obviously the economy seems really weird and fragile right now. Nobody really knows what's going to happen. I don't think anybody wants to have tons and tons of debt, especially debt they sign personally for. So just peel back the onion. What's your opinion on that? What's your thoughts? Well, it's real simple. I, I only go from experience. I don't want to talk theory. And, and when I hit 08 and the values drop from a third, in one of my projects, two thirds drop in value. Where do you think the bank came? They came to me because I was yeah. cocky. I had good credit. I signed on loans. I will never do that again. So I can sleep real good at night knowing I don't have that. And I get calls from students recently. The gentleman said, well, I only, I only have four in my name. And when that's paid off, I'm going to do another one. I said, why are you doing that? Yeah, we do. We have uh, 15, 20, sometimes as many as 30 deals a month with us and our students around U.S. and around North America. And we don't do any down payments or very little. And we don't sign personally. So why would you? I just don't understand why you'd want to put yourself, as you said, in your family at Jeopardy. Yeah, I definitely feel like there's probably a preconceived idea that I have to sign personally because that's what people have been conditioned to believe, right? The banks do a really good job of marketing. Mortgage brokers and bankers do a really good job of selling. And that's what people are conditioned to believe. You got to sign personally. So just talk for a second more about these three strategies and how and why you don't have to sign personally on a subject to deal. Let's assume we're talking to a a new listener that's maybe doesn't know what a subject to is or owner finance. How does that work? Talk a little bit about the logistics and how you don't have to sign personally for those deals. Great. Yeah. Great uh, point to bring in. So on a, on a lease purchase, our agreements are literally set up. If I'm putting your home under agreement, it's built in with a $10 deposit for my lease purchase agreement. No deed is transferred. I cloud the title with a um, notice of option so that I'm protected and I am truly on title. And then when I turn around and put a tenant buyer in there, I'm just in the middle. That, that's where the term sandwich lease comes up. You can do that everywhere except for Texas right now. You can't yeah. stay in the middle like that. I can't believe okay. Texas of all places, especially with those, the huge home investors, home base franchise, that they would let that pass in Texas. I think that happened about 10 years ago. I'm still baffled that Texas, such a big state, especially with such a big real estate presence, that they're 
they've kind of outlawed the sandwich lease type of situation. Anyway, I don't want to go down that no. tangent. So No, it's okay. It happens because you have idiots that abuse a particular strategy and then right. that happens and it wrecks it for everybody else. But that's okay. So the other two strategies are great there. Owner financing, this building, uh, a single family, uh, we don't sign personally. The deal mm-hmm. stands on its own. So the, the, the owner becomes the bank with a promissory note and obviously secured uh, with the property, with a mortgage. And we don't sign personally, period. End of story. There's no discussion. I've been challenged maybe twice uh, out of hundreds of deals where an attorney called me. I said, I don't do it. So if that's a deal killer, tell your attorney, to the seller rather, tell your attorney we're not doing it. And in both deals we did, they were both multis actually. Nice. So on the single families, it's never, ever, ever an issue. That's the owner financing. On the subject two, just for those that don't know that, so I buy Josh's home. It has an underlying debt of 200 grand. He needs debt relief or he went through COVID or he's going through a divorce. And so we buy that property, transfer title. We do a regular closing. Instead of new money coming to the table we, on the settlement statement, it says existing debt. And it stays in place, stays in Josh's name. I don't sign personally on it. We have 50 or 60 properties as a family we control at any one time. And we aren't on one single solitary loan. There's nice. no reason to be. So all three of those strategies don't require you to sign personally. Love it. So Chris, help me understand, like let's back up a little bit to more of your start and maybe talk a little bit about that. And also for some of your newer members and new students who are kind of getting going their start, what does a typical start look like? What does mm-hmm. some of the challenges that people face look like and how do they overcome those? Okay, so I'll do. I'll be brief on my end because it's thirty years. And we don't have all day. But my yeah, start was right. <laughs> my start was in new construction. I was doing spot building, um, and then I transferred into owning a brokerage. Um, sold that off to Cobalt Banker in two thousand. Ended up th- from two thousand on coaching and doing my own deals. What the the pivot for me was the two thousand eight crash caused me to re-engineer what I do to what we just talked about. Not signing personally, all that good stuff. Um, for students, uh, I'll give you a couple examples. We had Brian O'Neill recently in Chicago just get to his 10th deal. He did so in 17 months because that's the learning curve. His next 10 will probably come in six months. But he amassed, in, in with the three paydays, he amassed just under $800,000, Josh, in, in the three paydays. Nice. So some are already paid, some are coming, scheduled. So I, I don't want to say everybody does that. Brian has been the most to date with me as a student, coachable. Mm-hmm. Hey, Chris, tell me what to do and he executes. And then, then you get everything in between. You get the person that does a deal, it takes them a year. Why? A lot of it's the mental game, right? Or distraction. So I've seen a year and I've seen, I think I reckon it's like 42 days they did their first deal. Nice. And, and it's not the, I teach the same thing. So it becomes just the, the mental piece of the game. That's all. Yeah. The third piece of that? Go ahead. That, that question, third piece, what did you ask me for the third piece? Oh, just, you know, some of the challenges that they face, oh, yeah. some of the things that you had to face, some of the things that you faced when you pivoted in 2008 to doing this yeah. type of strategy. Uh, what are some challenges and how do they overcome those? Well, um, my challenge is I hope you never have to get to because mine were the banks chasing, the IRS, the credit cards. I had it all, repossessions. So that caused me to go into this and re-engineered niches that we've done and trademark the three paydays and all that. Students, what do I see for, for challenges? I'll tell you the biggest one is mismanaged expectations, unfortunately, because you and I can't control what they see out there on the web and they're being misled. Right. And so they come in like, I got to make a deal tomorrow. I can't do this or I'll try it for 30 days. Here's the thing. It's going to take you, just like I just said in reality, anywhere from a month to a year to do your first deal. And you're going to be okay with that because I don't know you yet as a listener. Sure. So if that if that's you, just understand that that's going to be your biggest challenge. Second is 
being okay with the speed bumps along the way. As one of my accountability partners said, it was like a week ago, he said, Chris, business is hard. Like this is not, but the payoff is enormous at 75 grand a pop, right? Right. So the biggest challenge is managing the expectation, understanding that business is hard and we'll get you through it. And success leaves clues. You don't have to reinvent the wheel. There's people to show you, not, not just me, any niche, you, others. It leaves success leaves clues. They're out there. Yeah. I, I think the first thing you said too, which was part of the last, uh, I think, comment was, I think you said his name was Dave, was extre- he's the most coachable guy you've ever had. You tell him what to do based on your 30 years of experience. He just does it. He doesn't second guess it, right? So I coach a bunch of sports. I, my, my audience knows I coach club volleyball. The girls, the seventh graders especially, I'm baffled by how good they are. Jump spiking, hitting, blocking, jump serving. They don't show up at practice, whether I'm their coach or one of these other coaches. A lot of these coaches coach Division One, All-Americans. They don't show up at practice and second-guess the volleyball coach. They just do what they're told. So when they sign up for your program or my program, you know, whatever it is, I'm baffled by how many adults, they hear the system, and then they're like, well, why do I got to do it that way? Why can't I do it this way instead? It's like, just be a seventh grader or a fifth grader and just do what the coach is telling you to do because we've been there, done that, and it works. But coachable is a big part of it. Obviously, looking for deals, marketing, and then the proper expectations. I think that's big. So, Chris, now that you've had so much success with your deals, you've been through the ringer, the good, bad, and the ugly. You're very successful, 50, 60 deals at a time, 75000 a pop. It's fantastic stuff. What is some advice that you would give that your younger former self? I think I heard some of it, like not signing for bank loans is probably one piece of advice. But what other advice would you give your younger former self or what advice do you give your students on entrepreneurship, leadership, real estate? What are some of the big things you'd like to pass back to our audience? Okay, two things come to mind. One's a three-step thing, but what one piece of advice is, if I look back to the two times in 30 years, two times that I had major hiccups in real estate, I didn't know this like three years ago and I figured it out. And that was the two times I did not have a mentor or a coach. Mm-hmm. Because why? Because I got too cocky. I got, I got it. I got it. I got it. I specifically remember doing that mentally. I got it. Well, those are the two times I had headaches. I couldn't go to anyone and go, hey, Josh, what do I do with this? How do I pivot here? Because again, success leaves clues. I'm not the first one that went through a crash, right? right. So I should have known that. Secondly, for anyone, because I'm not so naive to think that the term is business is for everyone. I mean, I do, but, but I understand reality is people can choose nice niches out there. There are a lot of great ones. So number one, pick a niche that you can get behind. We have a community, the Wicked Smart community, that sort of is all behind. I want to help people. I want to create this niche where I can help people not have to deal with banks. So choose a niche you can really get behind. If it's ours, yours, doesn't matter. Secondly, choose someone in that niche that's already where you want to be, but is still active. That's why I specifically said to you earlier, we're active. My son, my son-in-law, myself, we're doing deals every day. That's important. Things change since COVID. Mm -hmm. You can't pick someone that's 20 years ago did deals because unfortunately they're out there. They're coaching still and it's dangerous. And the third is, this is the toughie now, put the blinders on for at least 36 months in, in whatever that niche is that you're adding to your life or business. Because if you, it doesn't mean it takes three years to do a deal, but if you come in with that blinders on, you, I know you're committed for 36, I know you're not going to step away with the first hiccup. Yeah. So those, that's the three-step formula that, that I think works in any, frankly, any business, but certainly what we're doing here in real estate. Yeah, Chris, I think that's great. I'm baffled by how many people are like, well, I'm in wholesaling, but I want to learn about your apartments, Josh. Or I'm a rehabber, but I want to learn about self-storage. <laughs> it's like, or I'm a, you know, I'm a new developer and I want to learn about uh, apartments. Or I'm a wholesaler and I want to learn about the terms business. It's like, dude, 
this, the shiny object syndrome of just the attention. There's so much attention that just gets spread so thin in today's world with all the social media and all the different options that we have. It's great to have options, but if you don't learn how to take those options, pick a niche, go with that niche and put your, like I said, the blinders on, stick with it. You don't have to be great at a million things. You've, if you think about the people that have been super successful in their lives, it doesn't have to be real estate, but any other thing, they typically do like one or two things really, really well. They don't do 42 things. We're not like GE that owns a television station, TV shows. We make light bulbs and turbine engines all at the same time. We don't have to do that. In my newest real estate investing book, The Flip System, you'll learn the proven secrets and strategies that I've used to be a successful real estate investor. You'll also hear the story of my journey from quitting my job to doing over 2,000 units of apartments. The Flip System is now available for a limited time, and you can grab your free copy at getflipsystem.com slash podcast. You'll learn the same proven principles and secrets and investing strategies that I used to quit my job and pursue a life of financial freedom. In this book, I'm sharing exactly how I was able to personally close over 750 profitable real estate deals, make over 400 private lender loans, raise over $30 million, and acquire over 2,000 units of cash flowing apartments. Get my newest book now for free at getflipsystem.com slash podcast. That's getflipsystem.com slash podcast. Just be good at one or two things at a time. Chris, it's great advice. Chris, let's finish up with our final five. Are you ready for these? Absolutely. All right, Chris, what's your favorite way to find deals? Uh, fishing in the owner financing pond. Got it. What's your favorite way to find capital, money, or JV partners to do deals? Uh, don't. Yeah, I, I, I thought you'd say that. That's a good answer. Uh, Chris, what's your favorite piece of advice that you've ever been given or your favorite book that you've ever read? It goes back to success leaves clues. Someone's already done it. Find them and model the same behavior. Yep, I think that's fantastic. Chris, where do you go? You're busy. You're successful. You got your whole family involved in your business. Sometimes you got to step away from your business. Mm-hmm. And think about it, right? I talk about getting outside and slightly above your business. What do you do to decompress and think? Uh, for me now, it used to be Cayman Islands. Now it's Stowe, Vermont, which is a drive for me. It's a four-hour drive. Uh, recently bought a 10-acre piece of land there, and that's just my zone when I go up there. Nice. Love it. Uh, and Chris, last but not least, who is your mentor? Who You mentioned mentors and the two times you failed. You didn't have a mentor. Who's been the mentor that's maybe had the biggest impact on your life? You know, there's no one, Josh, I've been asked this before, because every six months, maybe 12 months at a time, I'm looking at not just me personally, but our team and and saying, what does the team need and what do I need in this next window? Mm -hmm. And then the next window and the next window so that we can grow. And so, for example, it might have been lead gen five years ago. Now, as of the last two years, it's total scaling and culture. And so it changes every year. They're all phenomenal. I think every every year I pick a great one and I have a great experience. I love it. Uh, Chris, as we wrap up here on Accelerated Real Estate Investor, again, you've got this deal-making uh, event that you do. You've got your big live events. You've got your own podcast. Where can uh, where can our audience learn more about you and learn more about those events? Sure. They can go to smartrealestatecoach.com, and then we'll give you some special links for your audience in the show notes when this airs for the events. So I want to make sure it's special for your, for your audience. 
And, and then I mentioned Brian, the guy who crushed it with us. He is also our strategy expert. I'll tell you what I'll do for your audience. You can, you, I'll say this link and you can put it in the notes, but go to smartrealestatecoach.com forward slash action. We'll give your audience a free 20 minute strategy call. Okay. Fantastic stuff, Chris. Listen, this was great having you on the show today. Love learning more about the terms business. Thanks so much for sharing and joining us on Accelerated Real Estate Investor. Thanks, Josh. Pleasure. Well, hey, there you have it, guys. Thank you so much for listening to that interview with me and Chris Prefontaine. I love getting to know about Chris and his three payday system. If you enjoyed it, leave us a rating and a review. It would mean so, so much to me. And also, don't forget to hit the subscribe button wherever you get your podcasts and also on YouTube and wherever you catch your videos. Don't forget to hit the subscribe button so you never miss an episode. Hey, Josh here, and do you want to win a free Accelerated Investor t-shirt? All you have to do is give Accelerated Investor, our podcast, Accelerated Investor, a rating and a review on iTunes, okay? Do that now. Then send us a screenshot on Facebook or Instagram or Twitter. What we're going to do then is every week we're going to pick our favorite rating and review, and we're going to send that person a free t-shirt And maybe, again, some other cool, fun stuff as well from Accelerated Investors. So, again, don't forget to take a screenshot. Leave a rating, review, take a screenshot, send it to us so we know exactly who you are. And then once a week, every week on the podcast, we will announce a new winner. Don't forget to take a screenshot and send it to us so we know exactly who you are. We'll announce a new winner every week. You were just listening to the Accelerated Investor Podcast with Josh Cantwell. If you enjoyed this episode and learned something new, help us build the AI community by leaving a review and five-star rating on our iTunes podcast channel. Also, don't forget to subscribe so you never miss another episode. To see passive investing opportunities, visit freelandventures.com slash passive. To start your journey toward the lifestyle you've always dreamed of with multifamily apartments, apply for one-on-one coaching with Josh at www.joshcantwellcoaching.com.